basketball, uh, the basketball portion of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined here once again by Nate. What's up, man? What's up? Uh, and let's just hop right into things. Uh, in this podcast, uh, we're just going to recap some of the Monday night games in the NBA. Uh, then we'll uh, give you some of our best fantasy basketball pickups. Uh, then we'll just uh, talk about some of the big deals that went down in the trade deadline, whether it's signings, whether it's trades, all that good stuff. And then uh, we'll just hop right into uh, just an overall standings outlook in the NBA and then the preview for the Tuesday and Wednesday night games. So uh, Nate, let's just hop right into it. Um, Monday night, there were some big games that happened uh, in the NBA, Uh, an upset here to report actually the uh, Washington Wizards being the Indiana Pacers 132 to 124 uh this was uh, a big upset uh in that sense a big game for Russell Westbrook actually uh he was just fantastic in this game um putting up a line of 35 points 14 rebounds and 21 assists really solid uh, just looking at some of the other uh, point getters for this team uh, Chandler Hutchinson 18 points 5 rebounds for him and uh, Rui Hachimura, 26 points, eight rebounds, three assists. And um, man, this was just a big effort. Uh, mostly Westbrook carrying this team with uh, Bradley Beal uh, not in the lineup. Yeah, I guess it's kind of showing, I guess, kind of the leadership capabilities of Russell Westbrook. And I guess in terms of playmaking, he just went crazy, 21 assists. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Pacers, it's not like they they play, They had a bad game offensively because they were really solid. Uh, DeMantis Sabonis, 35 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals for him. And then Malcolm Brogdon adding 26 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists. And uh, Justin Holiday had 10 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals. And Miles Turner added 11 points, 5 rebounds, and 1 assist to go with his 4 blocks. So, I mean, yeah, this team was solid overall. I guess they just couldn't defend Westbrook. I mean, a lot of teams have trouble with defending Westbrook. He's he's a really good player. I know like a lot of people call him Westbrook, but he's actually pretty good. So Yeah, you can't sleep on 35 points. No, you can't not you can't sleep on a 35 point triple double with 21 assists. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um I mean, speaking of a good game, uh, just moving on to the next one, we've got the New Orleans Pelicans beating the Boston Celtics 115 to 109. Uh, big game here for the Pelicans. We have Zion Williamson in there with 28 points, eight rebounds, three assists, four steals. So a big game for Zion. Uh, Brandon Ingram, 25 points, one rebound, nine assists. So pretty solid for him as well. And then Nikel Alexander Walker had 17 points, seven rebounds, three assists. Josh Hart. Had a double-double, 15 and 15 points and rebounds, so really solid. And Eric Bledsoe added 13 points to go with his three rebounds and five assists. So what do you think about this Pelicans team? They seem to be playing really well as of late. Yeah, it seems like um, they're just really clicking and they're finding uh, ways to win. Yeah, and I mean, a team like Boston, who's really been struggling uh, as of late, they're not even at 500 uh, record yet um 
I mean, they did have a pretty solid game. Jason Tatum, 34 points, nine rebounds, five assists, two steals. So pretty solid. Uh, Kemba Walker, 23 points, four rebounds, four assists. Um, and yeah, uh, Marcus Smart added 15 points in there to go with his three rebounds and three assists. So, I mean, uh, like th- it's not like this team played bad uh, in, in any stretch, but uh, yeah, it, I guess it wasn't a good debut for Fournier. He didn't have any points in his 33 minutes. I know we'll talk about his deal at the deadline. I mean, did this Boston team get better at the deadline? I mean, on paper, I think they should have. I mean, um, Robert Williams did get 10, uh, 10 rebounds. They did get Fournier. Um, I mean, they're a really deep team on paper, but I don't know. I guess they're, they're still, it looks like they're still missing something maybe, or I guess maybe some things just aren't clicking. Um, I guess not all of their players were healthy. So that's something to kind of keep in mind as well. Yeah. I didn't see Jalen Brown in there. Uh, so that's definitely something to monitor. Like you said, um, another game uh, that happened, uh, Brooklyn Nets beating the Minnesota Timberwolves by a score of 112 to 107. Um, just a big game on the Brooklyn end uh, for James Harden. He had 38 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists for the triple-double. He's been playing out of his mind right now. Um, looking at Kyrie Irving having 27 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. So really solid from him as well. DeAndre Jordan adding 10 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. Jeff Green, 10 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist. And Bruce Brown with 10 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and 1 steal. So, I mean... Um, with these two guys clicking and the rest of the team around them chipping in, uh, this looks like a really solid Brooklyn team going forward. For sure. I think they're one of the deepest teams in the league, if not deep, the deepest right now. Yeah, and this is even without Kevin Durant in the lineup, which says a lot. Um, and then just looking at the Minnesota side, um, Carl Anthony Towns, 31 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, double-double. Anthony Edwards, 23 points, 10 rebounds, three steals, another double-double there. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, 13 points, seven rebounds, four assists, one steal, four blocks, so a big game for him. And um, that was pretty much it for uh, double-digit offense uh, on this Minnesota team. Uh, I think they really need some secondary scoring if they're going to be a serious team in the West. Yeah, it's pretty much just their starting five and. There's, I see like one or two people on the bench who are like maybe a couple points shy of double digit scoring. But uh, other than that, they were kind of um, struggling to find a way to keep up with Brooklyn, which a lot of teams have that problem. So it's not like this is kind of unique to them, but still. Yeah. Um, and I guess speaking of um, teams not being able to score as much, we have a low scoring game here. The Miami heat beating the New York Knicks 98 to 88. Um, Just looking at some of the Miami scoring, Jimmy Butler, 27 points, five rebounds, six assists, Bam Adebayo, double, double the 20 points, 17 rebounds, four assists, two blocks, really solid. Duncan Robinson, 14 points, two rebounds, one assist and Tyler hero, uh, 18 points, three rebounds, four assists. Uh, So what do you think about this Miami team? They've been very inconsistent as of late. Um, I mean, they, 
some t- some days they play like um, they're clearly a playoff team, and then some days it looks like they're kind of struggling to play their to their potential. But I guess um, this game, like maybe they didn't get uh, they didn't play to their potential in terms of terms of scoring. But I guess in terms of defense, they were able to um, outplay the, the Knicks. I think the Knicks are one of the teams that are known for having a really good defense and Miami was able to outplay them there. So I think that um, that's still a good sign. Yeah. Just looking at some of the Knicks scoring, we have Julius Randle, 22 points, eight rebounds, three assists. Derek Rose, 16 points, two rebounds, two assists. Emmanuel quickly, uh, 12 points, one assist, two steals. And yeah, like we said, not much else in terms of double digit scoring for this team. Um, what do you think the Knicks can improve on moving forward? Um, I guess maybe a little bit uh, more depth. They do have uh, some decent players, though. So it's they don't have to, I guess, do... I don't think they have to do anything, like, too drastic, but it's just, like, a couple of players, like, here and there. Yeah, for sure. And... Um... Uh, a heartbreaking loss in our next game for the Toronto Raptors. Um, they lose this game to the Detroit Pistons, 118 to 104. Uh, clearly the Raptors haven't been in their groove since the whole COVID protocol thing hit this team. I'm um, just looking at some of the Detroit scorers here. Um, Sadiq Bay, 19 points, three rebounds, four assists. Saban Lee, 19 points, three rebounds, five assists. Um, Hamido Diallo, uh, 19 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, double-double. Corey Joseph, 17 points, four rebounds, five assists, two steals for him. Isaiah Stewart, 14 points, two rebounds, and three assists. So, I mean, uh, it looks like Detroit played very well. They were able to um, score a lot of points, and clearly the Raptors' defense hasn't been up to par. No, and this is right after the trade as well. So the trade was supposed to make the Raptors better, but uh, we haven't seen the, I guess, the trade payoff yet. But it's only been a couple of games, but at the same time, um, the Raptors have been in a slump for a while. They finally broke their losing streak, and now they're in a losing streak again. So I guess we'll have to uh, see where the Raptors go forward. Yeah, just looking at some of their point getters here. Fred Van Vliet, 22 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist. OG Ananobi, 19 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., 15 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. So a good game for him. Pascal Siakam, 14 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. And Kyle Lowry, 10 points, 1 rebound, and 2 assists for him. So uh, not really as much as we might want on offense from the Raptors, but uh, hopefully they can turn it around next game. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving forward, we have the Memphis Grizzlies beating the Houston Rockets by a score of 122-110. So good win there for the Grizzlies. Just looking at some of the stats, Jonas Valanciunas, 30 points, 15 rebounds, one assist for the double-double. Uh, De'Anthony Melton, uh, 23 points, four rebounds, two assists. Desmond Bain, 17 points, four rebounds, three assists. John Morant, 12 points, five rebounds, and eight assists. And Dylan Brooks with 17 points, four rebounds, and four assists. It really looks like this team has a lot of depth scoring. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess Desmond Bain was a little bit overlooked this season, but he's had a really good um, year, I think, especially um, in fantasy. If you picked him up, you, you'd probably be really happy right now. Yeah, and just looking at some of the Rockets scoring here, uh, Kelly Olenek uh, played fantastic for them. 25 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists. Um, Kevin Porter Jr., 10 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists. Jay Sean Tate, 24 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist. Uh, DJ Augustine, uh, 13 points, 2 rebounds, 5 assists. And Sterling Brown, 10 points to go with his 7 rebounds. So um, I think it's pretty much uh, over at this point for the Rockets being 14th in the West. But uh, what did you think of sort of their performance here and going forward? I think their performance here was pretty good. I guess the score doesn't necessarily indicate it, but I think in terms of um, offense, I think that they're starting to click a little bit more. I think going forward, they just kind of um, need to... I guess maybe tune it up a little, a little bit more, not necessarily in terms of like getting new players, but I guess they just uh, need some more time to adjust and hopefully we'll be able to see a playoff Rockets team next season. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at a team that's really trying to put themselves into the playoffs and that's the Dallas Mavericks getting a big win Monday night, 127 to 106 over the OKC Thunder. I'm um, just looking at some of the stats here. Kristaps Porzingis, 20 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Big game. Luka Doncic, uh, 25 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals for him. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., 19 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. And Dorian Finney-Smith, 12 points, 1 rebound, and 2 assists. So a good game overall for Dallas. What do you think about the way this team's trending? Um, I guess by the way that they're playing, uh, it looks like they be, they could be uh, having a playoff appearance this season. Yeah, they're really looking good. They're really rounding into form as a team, both Doncic and Porzingis really playing key roles for them. Uh, just looking at some of OKC's stats, um, uh, Alexei Pokusevsky had 21 points, uh, six rebounds, two assists. Uh, we have uh, Svi, uh, McCalliuk, I think that's how you say his name. Savi McCalliuk. I think so. Uh, 16 points, Savi three McCalliuk. rebounds. Yeah, 16 points, three rebounds, one assist for him. Theo Maladin, 14 points, six rebounds, one assist. And Isaiah Roby, 12 points, nine rebounds, three assists, three steals, two blocks. So a really solid stat line for him. Um, and I don't know, what are your thoughts on this OKC team as a whole? I think they're they're a young team, but it looks like they've been playing all playing all right. Um, I guess maybe I'm not sure about like I guess their uh, playoff hopes this season, but again, like I said, they are a young team and they do have a lot of players who are uh, kind of promising. Uh, Moses Brown had nine rebounds, which is really good. Uh, Ty Jerome had 11 points, five assists, and two steals. So, uh, again, very, very good. I think he was another player that um, he was on the waiver for a long time for fantasy, but uh, now he's starting to show a lot of value. 
Yeah, for sure. I can definitely agree with that. And just looking at another score here, Sacramento beating up on the San Antonio Spurs, 132 to 115. Um, Sacramento played really well in this game. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, 24 points, three rebounds, five assists. Uh, Rayshon Holmes, uh, 23 points, 12 rebounds, and three assists. Buddy Heald, 20 points, four rebounds, one assist for him. And Harrison Barnes adding 14 points, two rebounds, two assists. And Terrence Davis also adding 14 points with three rebounds, two assists, and two steals for him. And um, I guess with the addition of Terrence Davis, what do you think about this Kings team? I mean, they were a pretty good uh they're a team with a pretty good scoring, but adding Terrence Davis just increases their scoring even more. So I think going forward, they're going to be a team that I guess they've been overlooked for a long time because they're in the West, but I don't think you can overlook the Kings now. Yeah, for sure. And I think a team that people are starting to overlook now is the San Antonio Spurs. Unfortunately, uh, DeJounte Murray, 23 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Good game for him. DeMar DeRozan, 17 points, three rebounds, eight assists. Jakob Pertl, double-double, 17 points, 11 rebounds, two assists. Derek White, 19 points, three rebounds, and one assist for him. So, I mean, clearly the big-time scoring wasn't there for the Spurs. Uh, everyone chipped in, but they just really couldn't get it done against the Sacramento team. Unfortunately, no. And I think DeRozan only got 17 points, which is... I'd say it's pretty uncharacteristic of him. He usually gets at least 20 or 25. Yeah. Um, and speaking of something that was just very uncharacteristic, uh, there was a big blowout on Monday night. The Utah Jazz beating the Cleveland Cavaliers, 114 to 75. I don't think anyone expected this big of a blowout. Um, Utah, their offense was clicking and their defense as well. I'm just looking at some of the stats. Donovan Mitchell, 19 points, two rebounds, four assists. Mike Conley, 18 points, four rebounds, five assists. Rudy Gobert, double-double, 18 points, 17 rebounds, two steals, four blocks for him. And I mean, this Utah team is just clicking together at another level. Yeah, they're looking like the best regular season team right now. Yeah, and they clearly did look like that in this game. Cleveland not even able to get much done. Only two players in double-digit scoring. Uh, Colin Sexton, 20 points, three rebounds, two assists, and two steals for him. And Darius Garland, 18 points, five rebounds, five assists. And just not much scoring from the rest of this Cleveland team. This is a, a rebuilding Cleveland team, obviously. Um, they just are clearly one of the worst teams in the East. Unfortunately, that's uh, kind of their situation right now. Yeah, and um, just looking at a, a pretty big matchup here, we have the Golden State Warriors against the Chicago Bulls from Monday night. Golden State winning this game 116-102. to 102. It was the return of Steph Curry in this game. Uh, he had a big night. Uh, 32 points, five rebounds, six assists, so big game for him. Andrew Wiggins, 21 points, five re three rebounds, five assists. Uh, Draymond Green, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 9 assists for him. James Wiseman, 12 points, 5 rebounds. And Kelly Oubre Jr., double-double, 18 points, 11 rebounds for him. And yeah, this Golden State team looked really good on the score sheet. Yeah, especially Draymond, 60% uh, from three. Um, 
if he could get something like it will he's not going to get 60 percent from three all the time but like if he could get like 36 percent from three for like a season he'd be a crazy player i mean he attempted five threes in this game so he was going for the shots in this game so yeah like you said definitely the consistency would be great from him and just looking at chicago a team that really hasn't much had much consistency uh, Nikola Vucevic 21 points nine rebounds six assists um, Thomas Sanaransky 14 points two rebounds eight assists Laurie Markkinen 13.6 rebounds one assist and Patrick Williams with 14.6 rebounds and four assists for him um, why do you think Chicago just really hasn't improved much after the deadline in terms of their play I'm not really sure because they should be a lot better than how they are on paper. Um, they do have Daniel Tice now from the Celtics. They have Vucevic. They have uh, Zach Levine and Markinen. So, again, on paper, they shouldn't be having as much trouble as they are. So maybe it's just um, they need to kind of, uh, I guess, readjust the chemistry of the team maybe. Yeah, that, that could be uh, something they might need to look at. Um, and speaking of a team that just did not play very well, Milwaukee lost a big game to the LA Clippers, 129 uh, to 105. Uh, the Clippers were clearly the better team in this game. Uh, Marcus Morris, 25 points, five rebounds, three assists for him. Kawhi Leonard, 23 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, two steals for him. Luke Kennard, 21 points, five rebounds, two assists. Reggie Jackson, 20 points, two rebounds, three assists. And man, this Clippers team looked really good. Yeah, especially being able to uh, do what they did against Milwaukee. This is a very impressive performance. Yeah, they didn't even have Paul George as well. So that's definitely something to consider. Um, just looking at Milwaukee, um, Yanis Antetokounmpo, 20, 32 points, six rebounds, three assists. Drew Holiday, 24 points, four rebounds, seven assists, three steals for him. Chris Middleton, 15 points, three rebounds, three assists. And yeah, other than that, uh, no double digit scoring in the rest of the lineup for this team. So I think clearly the rest of this Milwaukee team couldn't really get things going from the looks of it. Yeah, I guess it kind of uh, goes into the question that people have had for Milwaukee of outside of Giannis, who is going to, I guess, bring the scoring to the team. I mean, they do have good scorers. They have Drew Holiday. They have Chris Middleton. But I guess they just need, I guess, a one or a two other people. Yeah, for sure. And um, that's the end of the Monday recap for the games. Let's just move into some ball pickups for fantasy basketball. Um, Nate, I'll start with you. Just give me three of your guys. I'll give you three of mine and then you can finish off yours and then I'll finish off mine. Uh, yeah, sure. I guess I'll start with uh, Dorian Finney-Smith for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, he's averaging 8.4 points, 5.1 rebounds, and 1.6 assists. And against OKC, he got 12 points, 1 rebound, 2 assists. And he made two threes. And something to keep note of was that he got 62.5% uh, for his field goal. So his field goal is um, 
it's been on and off, but lately it's been uh, really good. He's gotten, I think, 500 for out of his last five games, he got 500 for most of them. So again, that's uh, really good. So if he can kind of uh, keep this up, then you should definitely pick him up, especially if you're in a deep league. And I guess I'll go to my second pick, which is uh, Nikhail Alexander-Walker for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, he's getting 9.8 points, 3.0 rebounds, and two assists. And he gets heavy minutes. Uh, he makes a lot of threes. He's getting double digits in points. He gets a lot of uh, rebounds. He gets a lot of assists. He gets steals. He gets blocks. So he gets a lot of um, category coverage for you. And like I said, he gets uh, a lot of minutes. The only thing I can think is holding him back would be his turnovers. But if you have a team that's kind of um, pretty low in overall turnovers, he shouldn't hurt your team too much. So if you're in a shallow league, then you should definitely take a look at him. And I guess my third pick will be uh, Jay Sean Tate. Um, he's averaging 10.6 points, 5.5 rebounds, and 1.8 assists. And he's another player who's getting um, heavy minutes. He gets over 25 minutes pretty much every game. And he's, he can cover pretty much every category, points, rebounds, assists, steals. He even gets some blocks sometimes, so that's really good. And his uh, free throws, I noticed that he sometimes gets a really high percent in those, so that's uh, good as well. So if you're in a shallow league, then you should definitely pick him up. And those are three of my guys. All right, that sounds good. Uh, let me just take a look at three of mine. I have, uh, with my first pick, uh, Dwayne Bacon here. Uh, for the Orlando Magic. Um, he's around 15% roster. He's been added over 10% in the last week. Uh, he's had some solid uh, recent outings here in his past three games. He's averaged around 20 points. He's averaged around five rebounds, around four assists. Um, he's had one steal in those three games. And he's only had an average of one turnover, which is pretty low for a guard. Um, so I like him there. A pretty good free throw. Uh, his field goal, I know he has a lot of attempts, so it might be a little bit lower, but if you just need uh, points, if you're in like a points league or um, you need like rebounds, assists, that kind of thing, he's definitely the player you're looking for. Um, my next pickup is Marcus Morris from the LA Clippers. He plays power forward and center. Uh, he's around 25% uh, rostered in Yahoo leagues. He's been added around 5% in the last week. Um, I'd say in his past uh like five or oh, more than that i mean his past like eight or so games uh not the one that he missed but all of the other games um he's averaged around 20 points uh he's averaged uh, over five rebounds uh he's averaged about uh, one or two assists per game uh, he'll add steals and blocks here and there uh, his free throw will not hurt you and his field goal has been over 0.500 uh, so definitely something to keep an eye on. He's had multiple 20-point or more games during that stretch. So just a really solid addition right now for the Clippers, especially if Paul George is going to continue to miss games. Um, and then just one other player, um, Kelly Olenek, 
uh, from the Houston Rockets. Uh, he's around 45% rostered in Yahoo leagues, added over 10% in the last week. Um, he's had um, an average of about uh, 20 points uh, in his past couple games since he was traded, around uh, six rebounds, around three assists, and around two steals and one block per game. So he's pretty much chipping in every single category. He's had a perfect free throw over those games and a really solid field goal of around 0.600. So he's definitely a must-add. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I guess I've got, I guess, two more people that I think people can look at. Uh, I guess Isaiah Roby, again, he's getting uh, nine points, 5.6 rebounds, and 1.8 assists. And uh, he also gets a lot of minutes. He gets a lot of rebounds. He gets a lot of points. He can uh, cover uh, pretty much any category for you. He gets some steals he gets some assists he gets some blocks he gets about one or two blocks every game so if you're in a deep league you should definitely take a look at isaiah roby and i guess my last player would be ty jerome for okc as well um he's getting averaging 9.9 points 3.1 rebounds and 3.5 assists um he's he gets a lot of points uh he gets a decent amount of rebounds for a guard gets a lot of assists. He also gets some steals as well. And uh, he also gets a lot of uh, threes. So if you're in a deep league and uh, you need another uh, guard, like you're, uh, some of your guards are injured or you're kind of thin at the guards right now, you could definitely take a look at him, especially if you're in a deep league. And um, those are the last two of my guys. Yeah, I have a couple more here. I have Jaden McDaniels, power forward for the Timberwolves. He's around 16% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Uh, he was added around 15% in the last week. So he's pretty much a new add. Um, in his past three games, he's averaged 14 points, five rebounds, uh, two assists. Um, he's had one steal in those three games. Uh, he's had an average of two blocks per game. So he chips in in a bunch of categories. Uh, his free throw has been perfect. Uh, his field goal has been uh, really solid uh, over 0.700 um, in that. So as a power forward, that is really solid. So he's definitely someone that you can take a look at as he's getting a lot more minutes per game, um, well into the thirties in those three games. Um, and then one more pickup I have is Reggie Jackson for the Clippers. Uh, you can play point guard and shooting guard in fantasy lineups. He's around 9% rostered, so more of a deep league pickup in Yahoo. Um, he's been added around 5% in the last week. Uh, he's had a lot of solid games as of late. In his past three games, he's averaged around 20 points. Uh, he's averaged around uh, three rebounds, around three assists. Um, he throw he'll throw in some steals here and there. Uh, he might hurt you a bit with turnovers, but other than that, uh, solid from the free throw and solid for the field goal as well. So Reggie Jackson is definitely a good add, especially in deep leagues. Uh, so that's the end of our pickups. Uh, let's just move into some trade deadline talk here. Um, Nate, I just wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, first of all, the Lamarcus Aldridge signing uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, this was a big signing. Um, Brooklyn just keeps getting deeper and deeper. Yeah, I mean, I guess 
it's been looking like um, Brooklyn is basically a shoe into the finals, if not uh, winning an NBA uh, championship this season. And the as I guess the time the season goes on, it keeps looking that way. I mean, not all of their players have been healthy, but at least on paper, they have more depth than anybody else right now. Yeah, we can definitely say that about this Brooklyn team. And speaking of another team that's adding a lot of depth, uh, I'm looking at the Lakers adding Andre Drummond, big time signing uh, for the Lakers. Um, yeah, what do you think this means for Drummond? Um, about uh, how much do you think he'll produce uh, in terms of fantasy for the people that held on to him? Uh, what, what do you think his role is going to be with the Lakers? I think his role is going to be pretty similar to uh, what you normally see him do in Detroit and what you've seen him done in Cleveland. He's, uh, for the most part, I guess, a double-double machine. So you're going to see more of that. And um, Anthony Davis is still out. LeBron James is still out. So you're probably going to see a decent amount of minutes for him as well. Um, I'm not sure, I guess, how many minutes because uh, Montrez Harrell is still there, I believe. So mm-hmm. he's going to be sharing some minutes with him, but it's possible that they could have uh, Montrez Harrell and Drummond at the same time at some point. So if they do um, do that, then I think we're going to see, I guess, a Lakers team with a lot of, um, I guess, size. Yeah, we can definitely say that because they're definitely – uh, one of the the bigger teams in the league uh, in terms of depth. Um, let's just look at another trade here. I know we briefly talked about the Terrence Davis trade uh, to the Sacramento Kings from the Toronto Raptors. You're a Raptors fan. They made a big splash uh, in the deadline, uh, trading Norman Powell to Portland in exchange for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Um, would you care to analyze the trade and what like? what it means to you as a Raptors fan and what do you think um, Portland got in, in, in a player uh, like Norman Powell? I guess I'll start with um, Powell first because he's had an amazing season. Uh, when the Raptors had um, both Van Fleet and Pascal, Norm stepped up and he ended up having uh, multiple games where he ended up scoring at least 25, if not 30. Um, he's a decent shooter. He can, uh, go to the rim. So basically, Portland got another guard who is really, really good. And uh, I guess from the Toronto side, they did get Gary Trent and uh, Rodney Hood. Gary Trent has also had a really good season. Um, he was on the waiver at the beginning of fantasy. And I guess he's probably not on the waiver anymore. Um, he's been getting a lot of threes and he's had a lot of 20 point games. So I think in terms of uh, shooting, Toronto did get another shooter, but I guess, I guess I would, at the when I saw the trade, I was one of the people who was kind of skeptical at least at first, because I wasn't really too sure how much the Raptors would improve. I think there's um, prob- I guess their problems are a little bit deeper than we just need to get another shooter or we need to get another guard because the Raptors are pretty deep in terms of the guard position. So I think uh, going into the offseason, they're probably going to, I guess, they're going to need to make a little bit more adjustments. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely the Raptors have been struggling uh, before the Powell trade and after the Powell trade. Um, so, yeah, it just really seems like a downhill spiral for this Raptors team. Um, I don't know. Can they turn it around or do you think uh, it's too late? Um, I want the, I want to say that they can turn it around, but I am not really too sure because um, they try every time like they try something new, they get like a couple of wins and then they go on a losing streak. So if they are going to make it, they're going to have to go on like a crazy win streak. Yeah, I can definitely say the same thing about the Raptors. Um, speaking on a team that's on a crazy losing streak, um, Houston sent Victor Oladipo to Miami for Avery Badley, Kevin Olenek, and uh, a first-round pick. Um, yeah, this seems like a big trade for Miami, just getting more depth there at the guard position. Uh, what do you think about this trade? I think it's a good trade for Miami. I mean, they did trade away Oladipo. He is a really good player, but they did get Olenek in return. And I think, uh, I guess some Miami fans can vouch for him. He's a he's a good scorer. It's just that, I guess, you're playing with Bam at a bio, so you're not going to have um, the most field goal attempts. So I think we just saw it this past game. Olenek had a really good game, so... I think this is a good trade for the Houston Rockets. And I guess for Miami, they get another a guard. So more depth is, I guess, always good. Yeah, for sure. Um, and speaking of a team that, again, a lot of these are depth moves, but this was a big move here. Uh, Nikola Vucevic going to the Chicago Bulls. Um, in a big trade. Um, this was probably the biggest trade of the deadline. Um, Vucevic and Aminu uh, to Chicago for Otto Porter, uh, Wendell Carter, and two first-round picks. It really looks like Orlando got a lot in this trade. Um, but then Chicago did get the best player in this trade. So what do you think about this whole deal? Um, I guess I wasn't sure why Orlando wanted to trade Vucevic, who's clearly their best player. I mean, if you were going to do a rebuild, he's the player that you'd want to build your team around. He can get category coverage for like every category, pretty much. He gets a lot of points, a lot of rebounds. He's pretty decent at assist as well, I believe. And he's a center, so you know he's going to get a lot of blocks, so... Again, I wasn't pretty sure. And then they traded Evan Fournier as well. So I think they're, I guess they're, they're looking, maybe they're looking farther into the future than just trying to build around Vucevic. Maybe a full rebuild might be happening in, in Orlando. I guess we'll have to see for that. And I guess for the Bulls, this is really good because again, Vucevic is one of the best players in the East. Uh, and I think on paper, they should be a playoff team, but we'll have to see. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely agree with you on that. Um, there was another trade that also happened. The Pelicans sent J.J. Redick and Nicolo Melli to the Dallas Mavericks uh, for James Johnson, uh, Wes Iwundu, and a second-round pick. Uh, what do you think uh, Redick is going to add to this Mavericks team, and what do you think about this trade? 
Um, I think it's a pretty decent trade. Um, Redick is a good shooter, and the Dallas Mavericks do like to uh, shoot a lot. I think they're top five in terms of uh, three-point attempts. They do make a lot of threes as well, but in terms of percentage and in terms of true shooting, it's been uh, probably not to what Dallas wants, so that's probably why they got him. So... I guess you're going to see, I guess, even more threes. And I guess you're going to see um, more accurate threes as well with JJ Reddick on Dallas. Another deal here that I didn't really understand, uh, the Atlanta Hawks sent Ray John Rondo to the LA Clippers in exchange for Lou Williams and two future second round picks. I didn't know Ray John Rondo was worth this much at his age. Yeah, I guess um, he is one of the smartest players in the league. So I guess that gives him a lot more value than I guess what fans are letting on. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Lou Williams is still a pretty decent player. So I guess Atlanta is getting a good player on their side as well. Yeah, he hasn't had the best season this year for him. But I think um, on the Hawks, he can probably get a lot of um, production. He's he's still a double-digit uh, scorer, so um, I think the Hawks needed a lot of um, scoring. So I guess that's probably why they decided to get Lou William for Rajon Rondo. Yeah, for sure. And um, just looking here, there was a three-way trade. Um, George Hill went to Philadelphia. Um, and um, he went uh, with another forward in a three-team trade. OKC got Austin Rivers and Tony Bradley and a couple second-round picks. And the New York Knicks got uh, Terrence Ferguson and Vincent Poirier. Uh, so what do you think about this whole three-way trade, uh, George Hill being clearly the best player in this trade? I mean, it gives Philly even more depth. Um, George Hill has been um, injured so far, so... I guess we won't see, I guess, how valuable this trade will be until he comes back. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Um, another trade here, Orlando uh, sent Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark to the Denver Nuggets for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a protected first-round pick going to Orlando. So Orlando's really cleaning house, clearly sending Gordon to the Nuggets. Yeah, well, I mean, it's good for the Nuggets because now they have another scorer. So, I mean, they'll they'll take it, of course. Yeah, for sure. I can agree with that. And then one more major trade to talk about. Um, uh, another Orlando clean-out piece here. Evan Fournier going to Boston for two second-round picks. Um, uh, although he didn't have uh, his best first game, uh, do you think Fournier can chip in for this Boston team that's looking to sort of make the playoffs and then go on a run? Um, I think possibly. I know they they are still running the team through Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but I think he's still, I guess maybe like a second a good secondary score for the Celtics but I think that um the Celtics do need a little bit more in terms of the center I'm not sure why they decided to um trade Daniel Tice but they do have Tristan Thompson so we'll have to see yeah for sure um and then yeah just looking at the Eastern Conference right now 
Um, Philly still on top. Um, Brooklyn, uh, they're about half a game behind because they have one more loss. Um, then Milwaukee sitting there in third. Charlotte moved into fourth. They've been playing really well, even with the absence of LaMelo Ball. Um, the New York Knicks in fifth, the Atlanta Hawks in sixth, uh, Boston there in seventh, um, Miami in eighth, and then, of course, the ninth and ten spots are playing positions. We have the Indiana Pacers at ninth and the Chicago Bulls at tenth. Uh, do you think those are going to be the ten teams? Because it really looks like that those might actually be the ten teams. Yeah, I think it's possible. I think maybe the Chicago Bulls might be able to go on a run and um, they might be a little bit higher. Unfortunately for the Raptors, I think this is kind of like if they don't go on a win streak right now, they're probably not going to make it. Yeah, I think I can definitely agree with that. And most of the teams below the Raptors have not been playing that well they all have three wins or less in their last 10 so not really solid from them and then just looking at the west utah still playing out of their minds they're in first uh phoenix here in second the clippers in third those three teams have played very well uh the lakers uh, they've been so so uh six wins in their last 10 is not too bad with all their injuries uh, and then uh denver here um, in fifth, Portland in six, Dallas in seven, and the San Antonio Spurs. They've only won four out of their last 10, dropping to eighth. I know Memphis is here at ninth, knocking on the door, and then Golden State there at 10th. Sacramento and New Orleans are also in this. They're in 11th and 12th, but they also both have over 20 wins on the season. I mean, is it possible that those two teams could get into the top 10? I mean, if they keep playing like they are now, it's possible. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And I think the rest of the teams from OKC down are just a little bit too far. Um, and they just haven't been playing uh, very well. So I think their season is probably over. Yeah, very unfortunate for these teams, especially for Houston and for uh, Minnesota. They've both had some uh, really rough seasons. So I guess... Um, the off season is just to kind of uh, prepare and try try again next season. All right, and uh, let's just move into the previews here for Tuesday and Wednesday's games. I know we have some spreads for Tuesday's games, so we can take a look at that. And then I guess for Wednesday, we'll just have to pick winners. Yeah, sure. Um, let's just take a look at the Tuesday games. We have the Charlotte Hornets at the Washington Wizards. Um, yeah, both teams, um, I mean, they're playing decently well. I know the Wizards haven't played as well, but they did have a big game Monday night. And the Hornets, I mean, they're fourth in the East, so they're playing very well. Uh, the spread opened up at minus three for the Hornets. Uh, do you think the Hornets win? And if they win, do they cover? Or do you see the, the Wizards taking this one? Um, I think that it kind of depends on how Bradley Beal is feeling. I think if he's in, then I think the Wizards could actually beat the Hornets. But um, if he's out, then I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I'm just taking a look at the report here. It says that he is questionable for Tuesday's game. Um, yeah, it, it's really tough to say, honestly. I think I would still side with the Hornets, even if Beal does play because of Washington coming off a back-to-back. -back. 
uh, this team clearly wouldn't have as much rest. So I think I would side with the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, I think that makes sense as well. All right, and just moving into the next game, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers at the Denver Nuggets. Uh, this game opened up at a spread of minus five in favor of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, do you think Philly can keep it close or do you think Denver runs away with this game or do you think Philly actually takes this game? Um, I think in order for Philly to take this game, we're going to uh, need to see Embiid come back. Um, I think uh, Denver is still a really good team. I know they're a little bit um, overlooked. So I think uh, beating Philadelphia is probably going to be, I guess, the way for to put themselves on the map even more. All right. That sounds good. And um, we have the Phoenix Suns taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Phoenix is favored by six points in this game, but... Um, one thing I've noticed about the Phoenix Suns is they're a good team, but they've played down to their competition a lot this year, uh, meaning uh, games that you thought would be blowouts were actually really close. And then games you thought were really close ended up being blowouts. So they're very inconsistent. Uh, so do you think the Hawks can keep up with the Suns team and, and keep it close? Um, I think if uh, Lou Williams gets to play off the bench, I don't think the Hawks should have too much of a struggle keeping it close. Um, but I still still think it's uh, possible for the Suns to blow out, but I still think the Hawks can keep up with them now. Okay, so you, you see uh, a less than six-point spread on this game. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. And just moving into the last game of Tuesday night, the LA Clippers taking on the Orlando Magic. The spread is 11 points right now. Um, I, I see the Clippers clearly winning this game, but do they cover 11 points? Um, being able to cover 11 points is really tough, but the Jazz was able to, to cover, I think it was 16, 16 points. points. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe. And Orlando did trade away a lot of their best players. So, I guess this is probably one of the safer 11-point differences you can make. Yeah, and they could possibly be without Terrence Ross. So, that would definitely put the Clippers ahead of them by a lot in my mind. So, I think that they, the Clippers can definitely cover this spread. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then just looking at Wednesday's games, uh, we don't have spread, so let's just take a look at some winners here. Um, we have Portland taking on the Detroit Pistons. I think we can both agree that Portland should win this game, regardless of whether any of their best players are in or out of the lineup. Yeah, I think so. And then just moving to the next game, the Miami Heat at the Indiana Pacers. Um, I know Miami has been playing well. Um, do you think that they can beat this Pacers team? Um, I guess for uh, Indiana, they're a team that kind of relies a lot on their depth. So I think that if they have all of their players ready to go, it, they might be able to win. But I think Miami is a better team on paper. So we'll have to see. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Um, and then we have the Dallas Mavericks against the Boston Celtics here. That's a pretty big game. Who do you like here? 
It's going to be uh, tough to tell, but I think I kind of like Dallas. Yeah, as someone who follows Boston pretty closely, I can de- confidently say that they are not playing up to their level. And especially if guys like Jalen Brown don't play, I definitely would favor Dallas in this matchup. Yeah, for sure. And then moving on to the next matchup, Houston against Brooklyn. We know which way this is going to go. This is probably the most lopsided matchup in the NBA today. Like, let's just say that. Um, one of them. Yeah, I think if anything, if there was like a minus 11 spread, this would be the one to take as well. Um, I think this spread might be like minus 20 because <laughs> this is going to be a blowout. And speaking of teams, a uh, team that likes to blow people out, we have the Utah Jazz up against the Memphis Grizzlies. I think it's safe to say take Utah against everybody right now. That's what it's looking like. Actually, is this a home game for Memphis? Yes, it is a home game for Memphis. They might be able to keep it close then. Yeah. Yeah, think, so whatever um, the spread Memphis, is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Memphis will be able to cover, but Utah hasn't been getting giving anybody mercy. So, oh yeah, for sure. And speaking of a team that really has needed a mercy rule this season, um, Minnesota Timberwolves at home facing the New York Knicks. I like the Knicks here, but it is possible for the Timberwolves uh, to win since they can score. So, who do you like here? Um, I think that. Uh, Minnesota might have a chance, but it'll get, I guess it'll depend on how well everybody um, plays. Uh, funny enough, Carl Anthony Towns has been, I think, the one constant of this team. So it's going to depend on everybody else, not just Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of a team that really has not been all together, and that is the Toronto Raptors, they're facing the OKC Thunder. Uh, do the Raptors lose this game, or do you think they can take it? I want to say that they can take it, but I honestly don't know. Yeah, they're wildly inconsistent this season. Um, I might like OKC here, um, but then the thing is, when I pick against the Raptors, they end up winning, so I can't deal with them at this point. I, don't, I think maybe for the Raptors to win, everyone has to fade them so that they want to prove everyone wrong, and then they win. Okay, let's fade the Raptors and hopefully they'll win. <laughs> All right, we got a Monday night rematch here on Wednesday. The Sacramento Kings against the San Antonio Spurs. Do you think the Spurs can bounce back or do you think the Kings will take this again? Um, I think it's probably gonna be the Kings. I mean the Spurs, they're gonna they're gonna fight. I don't think they're gonna wanna lose at home again. So it's gonna be close, but I still think Sacramento can beat them. Yeah, I'm going to take Sacramento too because whenever I fade the Spurs, they always win. So (laughs) I need to start doing that as well because whenever I say, oh, the Spurs are going to win or the Spurs are going to cover, then they just end up losing. So let me just fade them here and we'll do our teams good by fading them. Yep. Uh, And another big matchup here, we got the Milwaukee Bucks against the LA Lakers. Um, If Drummond plays in this game, do you think they have a chance against the Bucks? Um, I think they they would have a chance because they'd be able to increase their their rebounding. So that's going to give them some more second chance points, hopefully. Yeah, I still like Milwaukee here, though, with a full lineup. Yanis is just so good with what he does, and they're a well-rounded team. I know they lost the last game because they didn't 
uh, like their bench didn't score as well, but I think their bench will definitely have a better game. Yeah. I think if anything, it's, it might end up uh, being close, but Milwaukee is still a better team as of right now without LeBron and without AD. Yeah, and uh, the last game on the Wednesday slate, we have the Phoenix Suns home against the Chicago Bulls. And I think Phoenix might uh, have a chance of dropping one of these games either Tuesday or Wednesday because like we mentioned, they play down to their competition sometimes. But um, I guess with Phoenix being at home here, I think we we have to stick with them. Yeah, I think that um, playing down to the Bulls is probably going to be a mistake with Vucevic on the team now, but... Um, the Phoenix Suns aren't, aren't a shallow team. So hopefully for the Phoenix Suns, they'll be able to hold on and win at home. Yeah, for sure. And, um, that's the end of the preview, uh, of Tuesday and Wednesday's matchups in the NBA. Uh, so, um, this being the end of big time basketball, um, make sure, uh, you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at fan fan podcast. We post picks for uh, games in the NHL and NBA, as well as we'll be posting the pickups from both this show and the everything NHL show. So make sure if you want to see the names of the pickups, you want to get picks for games every night. Uh, you follow us on social media. Uh, you can listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, as always. And uh, Nate, thanks again. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you.